Welcome to the Soap Bubbles Podcast. I am your host, Cindy Brock. Today, I have with me, who do I have with me? My name's Heather. <laughs> Heather Tice. She is a pastor's wife in Las Vegas, good yeah. friend. And this is one of my first outside of doing it with my kids and my husband. But I, I have This is an honor. And I told you, Cindy, <sighs> that this is one of the only podcasts that I regularly listen to. I'm ashamed well, to say I don't. That makes me feel really good or podcasts. scared. But you have your own. So tell us what podcast you guys yes, have. Yes, I do one with my husband called The Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. And we talk about all things Bible. There's a lot of Bible trivia, fun would you rathers with the Bible. I do one with our ladies group, the Inspire Ladies podcast. And I don't listen to enough podcasts. You're supposed to listen to get I know, better. I know. And that, I just can't. Yeah, I, so, I got started because. Well, my daughter was doing them, so you know, I was like, "Yeah, got to start this thing." Well, it's, it's like the thing to do now. I know. Well, I'm you trying know? to be young. Years ago, everybody sold Tupperware. This now we podcast. do podcasts. <laughs> well, there's always Tupperware. Well, anyway, so that still, was that. There's still Tupperware, right? Yeah, but people, I don't think it's home parties with Tupperware anymore. Oh, it's on Is Facebook. It? No, I don't know. I don't so know. I the big thing. The big thing is the. Um, What's the other cooking? Pampered Chef. Chef. Pampered Chef. That's yes. huge right now. Yes. I well, did pampered, I, well, well huge, I didn't sell but it, but I did a party or two way back when. Did you get when. some good stuff? I did. I still use my chopper. Nice. But I don't think they had Tupperware, did they? No. Well, not Pampered Chef. Yeah. But, okay. Or so that fake. You know, you know storage container. This is how our conversations go. And we'll see after <laughs> this if we're actually still friends. We've been friends for a while. Of course we'll still be friends. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to be Listen, a friend to this. you girl. came out in the cold weather a few weeks ago and oh, hit, hit Easter, Easter eggs, eggs with me for a staff yes. thing. You so. were a little confused on what holiday it was. <laughs> I think it was Christmas prep. yes. <laughs> we were hiding Easter eggs in December, but that's the kind of friendship we have. That's see, why we're good see? friends. It's a creek. Okay, my husband said, now we've talked a lot, but, you know, we're, we're doing okay. It's not 22 minutes yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, my husband says you have to open with, you know, some sort of question that's not deep. Okay. You told me so, there would be no hard questions No hard today. questions. No embarrassing questions. Embarrassing's fine. Because oh. I could just make something up creatively. <laughs> I can true. embellish my answer. Okay, let's not try to embellish. If you are invited to potluck. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, uh, what would you bring to a potluck? Dessert. Of some kind, for sure. And are you known for any sort of special dessert? Is there something you make no, that nobody else can make? No, you know what? I'm known make? among my family for, I make really good guacamole, which oh. is just not really cooking. It's just kind of mashing and mixing. But what I'm good at is baking. I am I can't cook anything. It's terrible. And I'm not a big fan of potlucks. I've found too many odd things <laughs> and dishes and potlucks. <laughs> Make it simple. But yeah. yeah, if I if I was bringing something, I always try to bring dessert because I can make cookies. It's one of my favorite things to make. Oh, I yeah. love and yeah. it's hard to beat just chocolate chip. I've got some great chocolate chip cookie recipes. Um, if I had to make a dish, my goodness, that would be tough. I probably do. You just bring... go to the store and buy something. It depends. If I don't have time, I'm not afraid yeah. to do that. But I prefer to, you know, if I'm making something, I'll try to contribute. But well, I told I told Shannon today is New Year's Eve. Tonight mm-hmm. is New Year's Eve, and I said yeah. I'll bring baked beans tonight. Oh yeah, for New Year's. Yeah, isn't that great? But it's not baked beans; it's black eyed peas. Well, I'm sorry, but I was right? going to bring baked beans because they're doing hamburgers and hot dogs. Oh, that Here's good. where the here it is. <laughs> I go home and I have no baked beans, and we live 30 minutes <laughs> from town. Now I have all kinds of beans, yeah. so in my pot right now I have 
beans that I've created for tonight. So pseudo baked beans is what well, you've done. Beans with stuff you've added. Yes. We don't know you what it's going to taste very like. Uncertain. <laughs> I am really uncertain. <laughs> well, partly because I'd use navy beans. Does that matter? I don't even know what navy beans are. Well, they said to use like, no, no, they said to use navy beans and I only had pinto beans. But I'm they're sure small. It would be fine. I don't know. It's got sugar but in like it. But like you've so. heard about the southern thing is you, you eat black-eyed peas on New Year's, which I haven't done in right. years. Now, growing up, we had sauerkraut and pork. Mm. Which I, okay, but I that's not what we're talking about, even though I no. got distracted. Okay, so Do here's the question. Do you have a signature dish before you get into the serious stuff? You've got to answer, too. <laughs> right. yeah. um, my chocolate chip cookies, I never worry about, like, I can take those anywhere. Yeah. And I'm, for the most part, not going to, they're, they're going to be gone. Or people going to eat yeah. them. The when my kids were little and I would go to potlucks like on a regular basis, I would make egg salad sandwiches. And the reason, don't freak out because I know egg yeah. salad can freak you out. It yeah. really could. But what I would do What's a potlucks, so I'm already freaked out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But with egg salad sandwiches, I could make them up and I and the minute potluck started, I'd sit my four kids down, give them their sandwiches. And then other people in the church, they knew I had those sandwiches. They set their kids. No kids in the line. Mm-hmm. Get it? So they can start eating. Oh, so you made it to get the kids out of the line. But I'm impressed yeah. that your kids would eat egg salad sandwiches. Yeah, we did. Oh, they did eat. No, I don't know. They're not on here to say whether they liked yeah. it or not. I did do peanut butter and jelly some, too. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I would make it up. And then I would have, like, there were several parents that were like, oh, thanks. Did you make those good? Yeah. And they'd sit their kids down. That's really And clever. if you had chips, yeah. you'd just be like, boom, you guys are done. Yeah. We'll get you a special dessert later. Handy. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. That's your New Year's tip. That is. That is. Listeners, you'll enjoy Yeah. We even made joy bags one time for kids. I don't know what joy bags are. We took and I would make, put the little sandwich in there with a little applesauce and chips and a cookie. Oh, cute. Because we didn't have that many kids at church. Yeah. And then you make up these joy bags and they get that kind of like a Happy Meal. Oh, that's fun. And boom. No kids in line. That is fantastic. No kids licking their fingers and picking their nose and digging in Ew. the dish. Oh, yes. right. okay. We are at family Christmas right now, and <laughs> oh. there's a bag. I wanted Cheetos so bad. I was in the mood for them. But you probably aren't now. Oh, no. I'm not touching that bag. I don't even <laughs> like to sit near it because all the little ones with their hands in the bag. Probably oh, licking yes. their fingers. Okay. Yes. All right. But that's not what we're here to talk about. And we're no. already four minutes in. Yes. I'm that's not too bad, to though. That's not too bad. of concise podcasting. Yeah. Well, Sam's and mine are the longest so far. I well, mean, he may... It was know, still under have, 30 minutes, He though. may be dethroned today, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. But it is something that happens. Okay, but... Because Heather's a pastor's wife, and yes. we're both in ministry. I'm not a pastor's mm-hmm. wife, but my husband speaks a lot, ministry. kind of like an evangelist, and because he's in um, camp work, yeah. um, puts us in the ministry. And so, so I ministry was, wives. Ministry wives. And I'm also thinking a lot about young ministry, young women who are married to um, pastors or someone going into the ministry, and, you know, how what kind of advice or something we could share from what what we've learned through the years. And so, Heather, tell me how you and Josh make time for each other because ministry is crazy busy. I mean, it's just crazy busy. And and I've always felt like you're always giving to somebody else. How do you give to each other? How do you share with each other? Well, I, I told you this before we started. Josh is really the one who gets the credit for this in our relationship. He has been the one who has made this a point, and it's really taught me 
because I can let my schedule just run away. And I know usually a lot of times that's the husband that's that way that won't schedule, won't plan. Right, and it's just right. running all over the place. Um, actually, it's me and our family. And so he's had to teach me to say, this is going to be family time. And we are going to schedule this once a month. And he'll contact me and say, that's here's really a date good. night. In fact, you'd think it would get easier as the kids get older and ministry gets larger and you have more staff, but then there's more responsibility. So it's actually been more difficult. And coming up this year, um, a mentor of ours told us to actually take, I think we're doing every other Friday, not the whole day, but um, our off days, I guess I should give this background. Our off days are supposed to be Saturday because the kids are off from school. So it's supposed to be family day. But what do you think happens on Saturdays in ministry? Oh, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's Day funerals, some, yeah. weddings. I mean, you know, deacons meetings. Oh, for sure. So much um, happens that sometimes we just can't always have Saturday off. And it's really taken a toll, especially on my husband um, more than me, because I'm able to step out of some of those things easier than he can. But uh, the mentor has advised us this year to take, I think it's every other Friday on both of our schedules. We finish it, I think, 1230 or something like that. Nice. And we are going to take time to have a date night. And this is something that um, my husband put on the schedule. And honestly, I love spending time with my husband, but I was not excited when I heard that. And so you might be the spouse that's recommending to do just something. Right, Don't right. be upset if they're not excited. Just for some of us, we're processors. It takes us a while to get our mind around a change. Yep. It takes a while for us to say, nope, this is important. This is one of the most important things I could do. Because you're the probably week, like, I have all this him. other stuff yes. to do, and this is a. I, like, I actually work yeah. at the church as well. Yeah. So I'm not stay at home anymore, but yet, you know how that is. You still have stay at home stuff to take care oh, of. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so I think with scheduling, you've got to see the investment. You've got to realize this is going to pay dividends, and I can set other things aside. Yes. That'll make this worth it. So I have an illustration. Okay. Can I share it? Oh. It's a little embarrassing. Oh, you know, you didn't ahead. make me embarrassed. <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm going, going to yeah, embarrass. Yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. So starting this year, we are trying out something that I have been against for years. Uh-oh. We are getting some help with housework. And that's terrible Ooh. to me. Like, I I am shamed as a housewife. <laughs> I come humbly before you to tell you I just, I've put it off for so long. Josh has been like, let's just get someone to come in once or twice a month. Just to come help. You like, already do know. You already whatever. know that I've told you that we have a team come in once a week since our kids that. left. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and well, okay. So here's <gasps> the deal. Shame too. Here's the deal. <laughs> well, it was when all our kids left. Yeah. You know, moved on, graduated, married. Um, there was a lot of outdoor work to do, and then there, and we host a lot, but we didn't yeah. have the kids to pull from. So whenever yeah. we host a party or an event or a family, we would be like, okay, kids, you got the bathroom, you got this, yeah. you got that, and that last-minute cleanup. And and Sam was yeah. like, we should just hire a teen, you know, an hour a week. And I was like, I don't need that. <laughs> right, and then he's, yeah, and he's like, well, I'm hiring me. a guy teen to do the outdoor work that yeah. I can't get to. You should hire girls. So anyway, the first week I said, well, I'll just do her like once every other week. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, I use her every week. But here's the beauty of it for me. It's actually time I've gotten to know a couple of our teens, and Mm -hmm. I have loved it. So I'm working on two new teens. So I had two teens that we worked with for two years. They've graduated. And now I'm working with two new teens. And I always have cookies and coffee and and we'll sit and chat. And sometimes they're in a hurry. But it's just some basic things. And it 
And so you're being able to be a blessing to someone else. And that's what Josh pointed out to me. He said, we're going to be able to help some other person or family with this job. We can afford it. We can pay. You're working. And that's the thing that's hard for me is I am working. I'm not my mom who is stay at home. Right, right. And then the thing that really hit home to me is he said, you know, you can use the time that you would be. Heather, I know you're driven. You would work and make this happen. Oh, sure. You would clean the house. But he's like, I would rather you take that time and take the girls out to coffee or be able to sit and play games with the family. And I thought, you know, he's right. And that's kind of where I was leading up to this. There are going to be things, if you're making time for a date night, that you're going to have to set aside. Maybe it is house clean. Maybe it's not getting made, but that maybe that's your laundry day. And you're going to fall behind a little bit that week yeah. on laundry. Or maybe you're not going to be able to be class mom this year, but to serve your marriage or whatever. Right, right. That's the investment that you need to make. Well, and, and it's I, worth it. I found for, for us, um, and I'll kind of get to that in a minute, but for us, what because Sam and I have kept our relationship and dates and all that when our kids were still in the home. Now that our kids are out of the home, I already have this relationship with Sam. And what I find so many times is people have spent so much time shuffling their kids around and doing all this stuff with their children, which is great. And I love my children. I miss them. But sometimes I feel guilty because it's like, well, it's kind of nice. It's just Sam and I. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel guilty, but in the same breath, well, my children are now starting their homes. And um, if we hadn't made time Mm. to spend together, um, I think we'd be in a bad, in a bad way, in the sense that it's just like, I don't know, you don't know what to yeah. do with each other because you just haven't spent the time building a relationship. I remember hearing that taught as a young wife to build this relationship because this is someone you committed to, to be oh, with your yeah. wife, and that's what your kids. If you if you're a mom listening, you have little ones. I know this can seem so backwards, and it was hard because my children had so many needs, and to look at a husband, a full grown man who also needs you, it just right. seems un- crazy. Yeah, I'm going to stop right, right. <laughs> being with the kids to be with you. But it's what yeah. your children need as well. And it's the one you are, like you said, going to be spending all this time with for the rest of your life. Right. And your, your kids will be happy yeah. later because you're not <laughs> living with them, right? <laughs> That's true. Now, and on that scheduling, uh, what Sam and I did, because um, in the early days of camp work and marriage and kids, it was like, all I could see was Sam's busy schedule, and it was overwhelming. It was like there's so much, you know, camp and preaching and this and that. And so Sam and I started sitting down about every three months. We still actually do it, and we plan out the three months ahead mm-hmm. of us as in. This is going to be our date night. So then yeah. I know I'm going to go through two crazy weeks because we have two huge camps coming in. It's going to be crazy, but I know it's written on the calendar. Mm. Sam and I are going to do something yeah. fun. And to me, that really helped my, that dark tunnel of we're never going to be together. It's just right. going to be you work. Can see it coming. Yeah. That's so. really good. If you, um, by the way, if your husband has an excellent se- a secretary who does his scheduling, have her help you yes. do scheduling as well, whether she manages your schedule and appointments um, that has been a big help to us as we have the same lady. She's wonderful. Her name is Melanie, and she can spot conflicts ahead of time. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. you have this schedule, but are you going to want off for yeah. that? Or are you going to be yeah, gone? Yeah, and Beth is good about that as and, far as Yeah, being schedule, able to so. make sure that those times together, she knows where both of us are going to be. Which is super And nice. that's great. So she can help us get those things on the calendar. She can help protect those. Which kind of goes into our second, which kind of combines with the first, is how to spend time with family. And I'm just going to ditto mine is same thing. We would sit down ahead mm-hmm. and also plan family days. And they weren't expensive yeah. things. I mean, sometimes it was just we made puppets with the kids when they were little and did a puppet show. I mean, it was 
or we would all go out and go to different fast food restaurants. Yeah. But you know. That's oh yeah, like with that. family stuff, I think, and we live in a world now where you've got help on this. It's called Pinterest. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so many great ideas it does. It for does. look up cheap fun things. I got one of the best ideas that we've done at Christmas, and this is a fun family thing that you can do with your family. You can buy boxes of candy canes for nearly nothing. I mean. Oh, you were telling me about hiding those? So cheap. Yeah. And you hide them like an egg hunt. And they're so much more versatile than eggs. And that's what we should have been hiding that day. Yeah. We should (laughs) have. We should (laughs) have. But we were mixing it up. (laughs) So it can be something simple. With your date night, you can tell the kids, you know, mom and dad are going to be having a date downstairs. Let the kids get involved. Let them help decorate for daddy and mommy's date. And then they get to spend time upstairs reading. Um, having their movie make something special for them that, you know, you get to do your special oh, yeah. books that you haven't seen yet or that we've put away that are just coming out. When, you can have a date night toy bin that they only get those oh, toys yeah. That's a good when idea. it's your date night. Nice. So they're excited and they're very entertained. Nice. They're not bored. They've been waiting and looking forward to playing with that particular toy oh, yeah. that you're getting down. So, I yeah, like I think it. you're right. It can be simple. It doesn't have to be extravagant. But I do think you have to schedule it. I think with family, you can use events that are already there as your kids get older. So um, our son has done baseball. Our daughter's done volleyball. Oh, right. So you're kind of doing that as a family, too. Yeah, so we would always talk about, yes. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to just be Jonathan's fun time. So we would try to bring stuff. I'd have stuff for the girls to do, Play-Doh, different things that they would bring in a bag that they got to do oh, nice. at the ball game. We would get special food around the ball game times. We we kind of knew. I like that, yeah. Same with Savannah with volleyball now. So I think you can use things that are on the calendar already. As your family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely, I like that. I was going to say something. Oh, one thing I did notice, and I don't know if you've noticed it with your kids yet, um, and you may have, but I noticed as our kids got older, they'd be like, well, Dad's always gone, and I would actually have to show them on the calendar. No, look, Dad did mm-hmm. this with you here. And oh, he's going to do this with you here because some children are going to be a little more affected oh, emotionally. Really is that the right word? Than other kids. Yeah. If, if, more sensitive to it. More sensitive. Yeah. That's the word I want to use. So um, every once in a while, I remember pointing out to the kids on the calendar, okay, I know dad is really busy right now and he has these travel trips, but, you know, on January, you know, 30th, <laughs> January 30th, something like that. You know I what I'm saying? I bet a lot of the time, well, I don't know. It depends on the child, I guess. It wasn't just dad's not here it's probably more i would imagine all inclusive of daddy's never here or something because that's what the enemy wants them to do wants oh them right to yep. believe yep. a lie and, and, so and they will it with yep. truth is so good saying no no and i think we all get like that you know yeah. I, you'll be like i've worked for seven <laughs> days straight and i haven't yes. seen sam because i've been working so hard and it's like okay let's be honest here you know what i mean i think we all kind of lie to ourselves right. well, about where, what, how much we've done or not done or seen yeah. or And so whatever. I love that as a parent, you stepped in and said, nope, here's the truth, honey. Yeah. Look at this, you yeah. know, and here's what we get to look forward to. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. So is there anything to those two questions? And I have one more after that. I think with those two, the, the thing I would end with saying is you're going to have to say no oh, to say yes. 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 You have to say no to some things to say yes. Um, there are things that I don't do as a pastor's wife um, that – just for our ministry, I don't do. I don't go to any baby showers or bridal showers. Um, I politely excuse myself from those because yep. I would never be home with my family. So that's just yeah, a general your rule that I very don't. Large. Yeah, yeah, so I don't do that. And that's unheard of. Now, some churches you couldn't do that, smaller ones, different things, it's fine. Right. But there are other things that I have to be at, need to be at. So I don't And that's go to an that. interesting, Sam and I have talked about that so many times about, mm-hmm. you know, I've had, had to say no to stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah. but. 
because you're saying yes to this, you're going to have to say no to that. And that's the key. You've got to look at is if I want to be rested and have energy, it's not just about being there for your kids. It's about being able to be present with your children. And sometimes if I am trying to schedule too much counseling or too much people time, I'm an introvert. So if I'm scheduling too much people time into my life, then I'm not going to have the energy to be with my kids and my family. And so I've got to say no to some people and who that's, are passing through. To and that's an interesting that are, thing because it's hard to, to explain that. Because yeah. I've had to say, you know, if I, I've had to say no to going out one evening mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm not really doing anything. How do I say that? Yeah. But I am doing something. I'm refreshing. Yeah. What, do, what the, do you say? Have you found something to say? Because I don't usually try to explain no, it. I'm, just I, like, I'm so sorry. I I'll struggle. I've struggled with yeah. it. You know, um, now I think I'll be like, it's just not going to work for me. And that's kind of the best yeah. way to say, because I'm always like, I got to tell every detail because, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. I'm thinking comes out I my mouth, which gets me in trouble. Say, but, you know, <laughs> I've already committed to something else. That and that's what Sam says. He yeah. says, yeah, but this is part of right. what is helping us. Our kids also don't go to a lot of birthday parties. Only well, their closest friends typically do they go like. Um, my daughter has some wonderful friends at school that have parties, but their school they attend is very far from our house, and we just can't do it. It's oh, yeah. just too much. So um, we've made limitations on the kids' activities. So we only have one child in sports at and one time. And I like that idea. I have another so. friend who did that. We weren't ever into the sports. One, we just lived so far away, and it wasn't yeah. worth the time. No, we have. We actually have people on staff right now who have taken their kids to sports. We just haven't. Right. Um, and it wasn't worth my time, to be honest. living 30 minutes at least 30 minutes from town um but i've had friends who did like okay they're going to be in sports this time and then you're going to be in sports next time and we're all going to go as a family and i really like that idea because then you're supporting and it's a family thing and right but but some people do multiple and if they can manage it that's fine but you just have to be willing to make no's and i'm surprised looking back the thing i've learned about saying no is very often i don't regret it's very rare that i regret saying no right um, to say the better yes. Yep. You know, most things I've said no to, we say yes a lot more. I have a lot more regrets to my yeses <laughs> than I do to That's my no's. That's funny, yeah. That's interesting. So. That's a whole, I think Sam and I have talked about doing a podcast on that. That's Ooh, like a, please do. It's like this whole other, because Sam, Sam, we've had this conversation, yeah. and he's had this conversation with people so many times, you have to say no to certain things to say yes. Because yeah. you are saying no to something when you're saying yes to something. Yes. And Y'all need to do that podcast. Listener, <laughs> you and I both like, need to tune in. And it might be more yes. than, and this one's going to go, but that's okay. We're doing okay. Yeah. We have one more topic that really could be a huge topic in mm-hmm. my mind, but we're going to keep it short okay. and sweet, maybe. Yeah. Um, how do you handle being you being criticized, your husband being criticized, your children being criticized? You know, when you're in the ministry, yeah. you are in the spotlight. And mm-hmm. I have found that's when I didn't grow up in ministry and married into ministry, being in the spotlight is definitely a challenge. Yeah. So with criticism, just first of all, recognize that it's going to come. Everybody, if you do something, you're going to get criticized. If you are are moving forward, especially if you're doing something for the Lord, um, expect it. Aristotle, I think, is the one who originally said this, and I've adapted it. He said, um, to avoid criticism, be nothing, say nothing, do nothing. And here's the Heather Tice version. Okay, it I want is, to hear the Heather okay, Tice. It is. We don't have to have a board with your... <laughs> Please tweet this out with Heather Tice. Heather Tice plus Aristotle. Okay. Okay. Aristotle. Aristotle. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so good. <laughs> so, All right, go ahead, Aristotle. Okay, to so avoid criticism, 
be nothing for Jesus, say nothing for Jesus, and do nothing for Jesus. So you truly don't have to have criticism in your life. You just have to decide not to move forward with the Lord. But if you follow the Lord and whatever he calls you to do, um, in the way he's calling you to lead your family, in the way mm-hmm. he's directing your ministry, um, in just anything, if you are moving forward for him, you are crossing a line where you're going to have criticism. And I remember when I realized that, it was very empowering because the Lord and I were just kind of talking through some of this. Yeah, yeah. And it was as if he gently just said, you could stay back here. You know, you don't have to go through this. And I thought, nope, I'm crossing the line. Lord, I want to follow you anywhere through anything because who cares what anyone thinks? You're all that matters. And that's so much easier to say right here than when you're getting that ugly email or, you know, your child's heart is breaking. And by the way, you and I talked about this. It's so much easier to handle someone being critical of you. That's nothing. But then when they're critical of my husband or my kids. That it gets gets a lot harder. Oh, Oh, my goodness. It does hurt. And it's for me, um, I'm a not supposed to be a people pleaser, but that is my, (laughs) that's what I have to work on is I want to make everybody happy and somebody's not happy. (laughs) So Sam will have to, you know, like, cause in Sam's position of making rules for camp or guidelines doesn't always make people happy, but I just want to make, and I'm like always going, Oh, Hey honey, but is this, you know, and I'm always kind of trying to smooth everything over. Um, and, Anyway, all that to say, it's been hard when I know he's made right decisions, but it hasn't made everyone happy. And that's, for me, it's one of those, okay, but your responsibility is to the Lord. Right. And God is the only one that matters here. Mm, <laughs> and true. I just need to obey God. And And there's been decisions that Sam's had to made, make, and I have had to say, I am going to obey the Lord in this. And okay with that you know what I'm saying because it's just so hard and now when it deals with children I was just telling Heather this that sometimes when I think back of past I guess the older you get maybe it's not true maybe I'm just making this up but I feel like Mm -hmm. the older I get I think about I oh I think about things that have happened in the past or how I was hurt or how my children were hurt or how my husband was hurt and I and I start thinking about it and dwelling on it and and which is where Satan wants you wants you in this like little which yeah. is totally wrong. And so then I, I was telling Heather that I, that verse, um, forgetting those things are, that are behind, I pressed towards the mark of the high calling mm-hmm. of God in Christ Jesus. Did I say that verse right? I think so. But Philippians 3.13, <laughs> Heather looked it up. I couldn't remember the reference. Yeah. Anyway, we Googled it. We Googled I didn't it. Just but lately, it. that's what I've had to remind myself of this verse lately. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like I'll just start remembering things and I'll be like, oh, that shouldn't have happened. Or, you know, that makes me sad that that happened. And it's like, no forget those things that are behind. We don't yeah. need to dwell on that. God has that. He's taking care of all that. Okay. I just need to, what does God want me to do today? Oh, that's so good. I'm going forward. What you're talking about is really the essence of forgiveness. Forgiveness yes. is not a one-time thing. It's a decision, <laughs> but then it's a process. Um, and I wish, man, I counsel on forgiveness more than any other topic. Would I you believe, believe that? No, yeah. I do believe it because I that mm-hmm. it is really easy to go in that downward spiral yeah. of just not forgiving. So and, if you are, here's one of the things I tell ladies. If you are, when you think of that person or see them or get around them, if you feel your stomach tense, that everybody's got different fig, oh, yeah, physical yeah. triggers. Yep. For me, that's one. My stomach will not. Yep. And I'll just, I can feel myself tense up a little bit. I can know that I've not forgiven them. I, I need to do some work with the Lord. And when it's a decision is I recommend that women write down every single thing 
Because a lot of times with us as women, it's not just one thing they said. It's how they looked at us when they said it. It's right. how the pain we saw in our child's eyes. It's right. a multitude of things. So write down all of it before the Lord. Give it to him. Say, Lord, I forgive this just as you forgave me. God, you're the judge. You saw all this. Right. And then tear it up, bury it, burn it, do whatever you got to do because it's his. Like you were saying, it's, it's now his, with him. Yeah. But then the enemy's going to bring it up. You've made the decision. But then he's going to bring it up and replay it. Like a movie well, and, in your mind. And I feel like being human and not our glorified bodies yet, right? Yeah. I, say that. Yeah. I know I'm not my glorified body yet, but, <laughs> but being human, um, you you can easily sin on this again and again. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah. not forgiving. And for me, there's times I've had to say, okay, Lord, I want to forgive this person. I need help forgiving this person and help me yeah. to love them. And I just start praying. What I do is put people on my list that I'm having a hard time yeah. with. And I have found when I start praying for people that mm-hmm. God just yes. starts changing my heart. And that I love that because it's tool. like, okay, this is God. It's not me. Oh, yeah. You know, you but you cannot, do have to give it to the Lord and you have to it, ask It's me. funny when you start praying for someone that you're forgiving because the prayer is so tense. And it's amazing how the Lord, his Holy Spirit will just take yeah, that and yeah. soften it over time. Yeah. And it becomes genuine um, and so much sweeter than, Lord, bless them, help them today <laughs> right, to right. see your face. You know? um, when that thought comes and they want the, the enemy wants to replay that, that, that thing that yeah. happened, and you'll see it over and over, that's when you've got to take that thought captive and give it to God and say, no, I'm yep. not going to hurt him on this anymore. It's yours, God. I give it to you. And then think on the, like, the verse that you shared. Is, that's why I love it. It's so good on talking yeah. about forgiveness because it's putting forgetting things are behind and looking forward and God here's what I'm gonna think on yep. and I think you said something just now that was like what you're moving me to or something like that. Lord, I'm going to move forward. I'm not right. gonna keep dwelling on this. That's so good. Yeah. So Oh man. So my There's so much stuff. But go ahead. My my three things I'm gonna say them real quick. It's Proverbs eight twenty twenty one would be the verse I would go to. Um this is a verse we're pretty familiar with. It's life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. And that one, though, we think about talking and saying good words. And the Lord's convicted me about holding on to oh. death words. It, it happened because I bought an urn, like, accidentally. <laughs> I went through a phase. To sum up, I went through a phase where I was, I was Goodwill clearancing. Yeah. And there's that a Goodwill clearance center, and I found this really cool vase. And I was really proud of my find. Like, you know, all these people are finding first editions of books and jewelry and all. And, I, and my special. friend comes over who works with older people, and she's like, um, you know that's an urn, right? That's I there totally no, ruined your, your teaching yes. moment. I'm sorry. Go there, ahead. No, it's totally fine. There were no ashes in it because that's what everybody okay. asks next. Here's okay. the story. There was no oh, one so in my urn. There was no one in your urn. <laughs> currently not occupied. Um, but the Lord convicted me about it because I had just recently gotten some criticism and I had been carrying it around with me. And he brought this verse to mind and said, just like how silly it would be for you to carry around this dead, stinking animal. Um, we're people of life. We have been given new life. And for us to carry around something that should be buried in the ground, it stinks. It draws disease. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we wear it. You know, in ministry, your husband gets criticized or you get criticized and we wrap up in it and we oh, wear sure. it around and we even sometimes make it our identity. And that's so unwise. And that's, we wonder yep. why our life is going down that path, why we're so discouraged. It's because we've been carrying that around we're with us. So put the dead things where they belong. Give them to him. Put them in the ground. Put them behind you, as Cindy said. You said pray about it already. That was on my list. Pray for them. Pray for them. You can't get past the earned thing. 
Do you and know you're I saying this? good stuff, Heather. No, I shared this with our church family, and I was joking. I'm like, if anybody wants an urn, I'll sell it to you. And the lady came up and bought it from me afterwards. Did she? She did. For okay. her class reunion, she was going to share her little Okay. bitty about it okay. but i thought it was hilarious so i took okay, some I'm pictures sorry. with it i'll send you a picture of me and my <laughs> i really want to see her i will i'm sorry she's giving good <laughs> stuff here okay. and the last I'm thing done. i'd say this is going to sound contradictory but laugh about it you know especially yeah. as a couple you have to laugh about the man people who are critical oh that's to remind me to drink water sorry that's, that's my hilarious this, is, this has been a wild <laughs> podcast <laughs> Happy New Year, y'all! Drink, right? right? drink some okay. water. <laughs> Sounds like we're toasting. I know, right? No, no. <laughs> okay, so the last thing is, see, laugh about it. That's know, what we're right, doing. Right. Uh, but people who are critical will say such crazy things. Oh, right, I mean, right. absolutely insane. And sometimes the best medicine, I mean, really, isn't there a verse about that? Yep, it's, yep. it's laughing about it. And there have been times that my husband's been criticized. And I remember one time in particular, everyone he talked to, even you know, good friends, had just been so offended for him and taken it so seriously. Yep. And when he and I were talking about it, and I actually read what was said about him, it was so ridiculous. I started laughing, and you could just see the stress leave him. Oh, that, yeah. And he was so happy just to laugh about it, you right, know. Right. Um, so anyway, I think you've got to find ways to laugh about it, and that'll help you move forward. So, well, very good. We we went a thirty one. A little bit longer. A little bit longer. But you know what? I'm okay with that. And uh, I think our listeners will. Did I win a prize? Well, so far. So far. (laughs) My goal this year, just so my listeners know, is my goal this year is to tap into some of these friends that I have. I have many friends that are in ministry or part of ministries, and um, I would love to tap into their brains so people aren't just listening to me ramble. Oh, so, no, yeah. I love, I always get a notebook. When you and Sam ramble, oh, I get a notebook oh. out and write Well, Sam down. and I are supposed to do some more together, so, Yay. but um, for now, um, I can't remember how I was ending, but um, well, may I your soap bubble. Thank you. Oh, this has well, been thanks fun. for coming yes. and taking time out of your New Year's Christmas celebration with your I've family at the Anytime Hacienda. They're staying at the Good. Hacienda, so um, this is great. So anyway, but I'm going to close out. So until Christ comes, may your soap bubble count for Him.